This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com ES Audio From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. A new poll by the National Education Union has found almost half of teachers in England plan to quit their job in the next five years. On top of that, a fifth of the 1,788 teachers surveyed said they would leave within two years. The NEU said heavy workload was a significant factor in their decision to leave, with more than half saying their workload was unmanageable or unmanageable most of the time. Concerns about the level of trust in teachers from the public and government, as well as pay and accountability, were some of the other reasons. It's as the NEU is today calling for Ofsted to be replaced, claiming it's an unfair and unreliable inspectorate, which has driven up unnecessary workload and stress for teachers. In response to the poll, a Department for Education spokesperson has said teaching remains an attractive and fulfilling profession and the number of teachers in our schools remains high. They also said the department has taken and will continue to take action to improve teacher and leader workload and well-being. So how significant are these poll findings and what is making work so tough for teachers in England? You know, there's a lot of, you must do it like this, you must do it like that, and that causes a lot of stress. I spoke with Kiri Tunks, a teacher from London, about work, the poll, and what the future of teaching in the country looks like. So, Kiri, when you heard about the results of this poll, what was your immediate reaction? Well, it wasn't a surprise because it's been the same for a long time, and I think that says something about the fortitude of, of the people that stay in the profession, actually, that, that um, you know, it is a, it is a really hard ask for people and I know there's a high turnover um, but the problems that that we're facing now have been going on for a while I'd say they're getting worse and Covid obviously has made us sort of you know exaggerated that so that the, the problems aren't new I'd say the scale is you know is alarming really. And so is life as a teacher as tough as it sounds based on these findings? You know, it is a really hard job, but nobody comes into this job because they're expecting it to be easy. And, and if you did come in, you'd leave pretty fast. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is people come in um, and they are absolutely kind of committed to it. They're full of ambition and energy and, and, and drive and ideas about what they're going to do. Um, but I'm afraid uh, uh, for a lot of people, the whole system just actually can grind that out of you and it can make it very difficult for you to function. And why do you think it has become such a stressful job? 
I think it's a lack of the lack of initiative that teachers have, a lack of power over their own working day, and what you know, their lack of being able to actually decide in your best professional interest what is needed for and by the young people and how to go about that. So, because of this outside pressure, because of the accountability regime, you know, there's a lot of you must do it like this, you must do it like that, and that causes a lot of stress. So, people are constantly trying to meet those targets. Sometimes uh, those targets teachers, professionals, support staff feel that that is a counter to what the young people need. So they're trying to do the the other stuff that the young people need as well. Um, And I think that just really becomes very exhausting and people get very stressed by the fear that they're failing their young people because, you know, that's what brought us into the job in the first place. Okay, so it's largely down to external pressure. Is that from Ofsted or from elsewhere? It is Ofsted. It's that it's there's, there's a very embedded accountability regime that drives everything. So anytime you might want to, you might come up with quite an innovative idea, and if you're lucky, you might be able to do that in the place that you are, as long as it doesn't get in the way of ticking the boxes that are external. And the minute it comes in the way of that, um, you're either having to do that under pressure in your own time, or it gets it gets cut off from the agenda. So the stuff that you feel is really worthwhile doing that is really meeting the needs of the young people that are in front of you, where you can tailor the learning to their needs, that goes out the window first. And I think a lot of professional staff, you know, TAs, teachers, they just feel very compromised by that. And that makes people feel very down. And then the, the actual workload that's, that goes with the accountability is huge. And you were just reeling off a list there of some of the things you have to do. I understand teachers spend a lot of time working outside their normal hours. Can you give us an idea of what a typical day looks like for you? Well, I should say, actually, I've, I've now gone down to three days teaching because I can't I find teaching for five days is too much, actually. And I think that you're finding that a lot more teachers are trying to, they're buying, in a sense, their own non-contact time or their own sort of recovery time if they can afford to. And not all teachers obviously can afford to do that. But an average day, you know, people will be in very early in the morning, getting the classroom set up. I'm secondary, but primary colleagues I know, you know, work incredibly long hours. So they'll be there from very early in the morning. They'll then, you know, work all the way through the day. The idea that people are getting lunch breaks, that doesn't really happen. People are constantly on the run trying to catch up with stuff, do photocopying, you know, all that other stuff. And then after school, people will be staying, you know, again till six. So, you know, sometimes later, I mean, in primary schools, again, I think people do work insane hours. So they can be very, very long days. I think you're talking about, you know, 50, 60 hour weeks for some professionals, and then, of course, they'll carry on working over the weekend. They'll, they'll be doing all their planning and marking and assessment over the weekend as well. Now, the NEU has blamed the government for the working conditions teachers face today, but also successive education secretaries for failing to get a grip on the issues facing teachers. Do you agree with that? And what do you think is the cause behind the high workload and stress? You know, they don't listen to us. We are the professionals. We're trained. Um, we love our subjects. Like I said to you earlier, we want to do well by our children, but we're not listened to. So, you know, for decades, I've been teaching 27, 28 years. I can't think of a time when government has actually listened to a word the professionals are saying, which is a real mistake, actually. And the arrogance of that is, is, is causing our young children to lose out on, on, I think, a really high class education system. So it is their fault, actually, because there's no shortage of willingness, I think, as far as I can see it, you know, with any of the schools that I know about or the colleagues that I have of people to try and make this education system work. But we honestly feel like we're being blocked at every turn and that when we try and say, actually, that's not going to work, you want to try it like this, 
were just treated with contempt, actually. So, yeah, I, we do blame it on outside forces. And the sooner they start listening to professionals, the better it will be for everybody. And another thing the NEU is calling for now is for Ofsted to be replaced with a more collaborative system. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, Ofsted's just a vanity show for the government. I mean, you know, it makes it look to parents like they know what's going on in schools and that, that they're raising standards. I, I haven't seen any evidence that, that where standards are rising, it's because of Ofsted. Um, so I was part of the London Challenge when they, a lot more money was put into schools in London. And we were able to implement really effective change. And that was because we had the funding to put into those projects. So I think Ofsted is a problem. It, it is a block now on, on the innovation that we need. And we need to move to a much more self-reflective, you know, teachers are naturally self-reflective. There isn't a weekend where I don't go home and go over something I did that I think I should have done better and worry about it. And that is my experience generally of people working in schools. So it's not like we're short of reflection and we want to get better. We want to do well. But Ofsted is not a system that enables that to happen. It's very top down. They come in, they tell you what's wrong. They don't tell you or give you guidance or support on how you can make that better. And actually, we do a lot better talking to each other, talking to professionals in other schools and actually having time to sit down and reflect and review our practice. That would be far more useful than having inspectors come in with clipboards every now and again and tell us what we're doing wrong. And are you among those 44% of teachers planning to quit by 2027? I did have a moment last year where I was literally going to go in and have my notice in because I just I can't do this anymore. That, that did happen to me. But I, like I said, I've been teaching since 1993. And I realised that if I could just maybe take my, my days down, try and make my week a bit more balanced, that I could probably sustain that. But I'm quite an old teacher and, you know, I've finished, nearly finished paying my mortgage So I think a lot of younger teachers, the ones that are coming in to replace the old people like me, I think we're losing them at a really fast rate. And that is going to be a real problem because I probably will stick around now because I've kind of recovered my my mojo, as it were. But um, I think the younger generation coming through, you look now what's happening. There's increased flexibility in lots of other workplaces. There's better pay, way better pay now. The hours are better. The work-life balance is better. There's a lot of young people coming into the profession that have got other choices. Now, if we want those people in front of our kids, we're going to have to make this profession something that's far more attractive than it is at the minute. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.